What's up, beautiful hoes? Welcome back to another episode of Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des B, and it is your favorite Sunday podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys back here. If you haven't already, you know the drill. Make sure that you review and rate this podcast or just share it on your story. Let me know you're listening and let me know that you're tuning in. Today, I'm drinking on some motherfucking water because I am still pregnant. So that is pretty boring. Um, but I hope that you guys are sipping on something really good, maybe much better than me, smoking a fat joint, ripping a bowl, ripping a bong, whatever, eating an edible. I don't care what you're doing this Sunday, something that makes you happy and feel good because that's what we're all about on this podcast. A few housekeeping things, guys. Just make sure that you check out the show notes this week. We got a lot of really fun things coming for you guys. Um, I'm actually looking into a potential Patreon account, giving you guys some additional episodes, extra content free, um, exclusive merch, stuff like that. Maybe some giveaways. I'm not sure. Kind of feeling out the water. If you guys have ever had any experience with Patreon, let me know. I know a lot of other podcasters as well as YouTubers use this platform um, just to kind of monetize the podcast. And as you guys know, I don't make shit from this podcast right now. And you know what? To be very honest, I don't need to. However, if I can find a way to better give you guys some awesome content and continue to grow my business with it, why not? You know what I mean? We all win. And I know a lot of you guys really want to support this podcast further. And by you guys just sharing it, it already helps. Um, But obviously a Patreon account would be really cool too. So I'm going to dabble in that, but make sure you check out the show notes. We got some new merch coming. I have my fitness bands, my ankle straps, so much fun stuff. And I'm really excited for it um, in general. And I want you guys to be freaking excited too. So today I wanted to get into a topic that's really kind of sensitive to me and close to my heart, something that I actually just dealt with this weekend. And I wasn't planning on recording this, but it's so fresh that I wanted to share. And I, I put it on my story yesterday. And so when you guys are reading this, you might be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I remember that, you know, whatever. So I wanted to chat a little bit today about divorce. Few different reasons. Number one, I'm married now. Um, divorce is obviously something that happens when you're married. So when you come from being a child of divorce, divorce just kind of hangs over your head, right? So I want to get into divorce because of that, but also just because I do go back and visit my family. I'm now bringing a child in the world. Divorce is very present and it does fuck a lot of things up. Um, it makes it very hard. It makes it a hassle. It makes it annoying. It makes, us, makes it anxiety ridden. So let's get into talking about divorce. If you guys ever um, you know, want some additional support. You just want to share. Hey, Des, like I really fucked with that podcast. Make sure you email me. I can't always email back, but if I do get around to reading them and have the time to reply, I love to engage with you guys. If not, just know I try to at least read all my emails. I'm sending you a virtual thumbs up. You guys are fucking awesome. Thanks for riding with me. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Having a quick drink. (sighs) (sighs) Fuck yeah. Something really exciting happened in my adult life a few days ago. White and I got a new fridge. 
It's a really nice fridge, not gonna lie, it's really sick. But the cool thing about it is that the fucking ice actually works. So I get to have really fresh water with really fresh ice now. Our old ice maker, it just like didn't didn't produce, didn't produce like we needed it to after switching the filters and everything. So we decided to splurge on a new fridge, totally worth it, adult things, absolutely love it. So let's chat a little bit about divorce. Um, you know, number one, what is divorce? I'm all about kind of defining shit before you get into it. So divorce is obviously the act of two married souls, whether they're boys or girls, don't give a shit. They actively go to separate their marriage legally. So typically there's like lawsuits involved sometimes if you're like Jeff Bezos and you have fucking trillion of, trillions of dollars. Um, but sometimes you can actually get an annulment, which I think an annulment is... Let me actually look that up for you guys. Annulment versus divorce. Divorce refers to the termination of valid marriage, while an annulment refers to an invalid marriage that's not recognized by law. That has no fucking change for me. Oh, grounds for annulment. Underage, previous marriage, undissolved, mental incompetence, consent obtained by fraud or force, never consummated. Um, so it looks like if you're under a certain time frame, you can get it annulled, um, which it seems like it's just not the same as like legally having to go through a, a, a divorce. It seems like it's a little like less, um, I guess. I don't know. If you guys know, let me fucking know. I was trying to be helpful, but that was actually way more confusing. So divorce, you go to court, you have to appear and pretty much say, hey, yeah, I'm not under any drugs um, or any alcohol or whatever. I just don't want to be with this person anymore. So divorce struck me when I was in fourth grade. My parents divorced and I can't really remember it happening or them telling us. It was kind of like they just separated and we started literally just visiting other houses. Um, so from that point on, my mom was kind of out of the picture for a little bit. I was living with just my dad. We're going to school. Sometimes my mom would pick us up. Um, it was just like really messy. And I remember being just so confused because this is 2004, 2005. And none of my friends in elementary school, like this was kind of taboo. And what was even more taboo was the fact that my mom was then with a black man. I don't give a fuck. Let's make that very clear. We don't care here. If you're a racist fuck, you can seriously just X out of this podcast. Leave me a one star. I don't give a shit. You're a piece of shit. Go rot in hell. However, during 2004, 2005, interracial relationships were still kind of just taboo. And especially for me, I never have been really exposed or around a ton of minority groups. In my elementary school, it was just kind of like all white kids. Um, and that wasn't, that was just kind of like the town I grew up in. We had an occasional like black boy in our class or a black girl. And most of the time, they were one of my best friends. However, it wasn't something I really understood that it was weird to date them or what, you know, and I shouldn't say weird, but at this point in time, right, it was just not as common as it is now. And thank God that we're switching the scale. So my mom leaves my dad and all of a sudden she's dating this black man. And I'm talking, I mean, I love my stepdad. 
He is not a light skin. Let's get that very clear. He is a dark skinned man. So it was very noticeable what that he was not white passing. It wasn't anything like this. So my dad immediately, my real dad obviously was very hurt um, and carried this hurt for years. So immediately from the time I'm like 10 or 11 years old, I'm forced into this balancing act of seeing my mom, loving my mom, and then being with my dad and loving my dad, and then making sure to like almost show each one of them like, oh, like you're more important to me. And then I would go to my mom's and I'm like, you're so important to me, you know, and just making them feel good. And I'm sure you guys that are listening are like, oh my God, I totally know what you're saying because you almost have to like favorite the parent that you're with at the time. And like, not that you have to engage in like shit talking, but if one parent says, you know, oh my God, I'm, I'm so frustrated by your dad, you know, then, then you're like, oh my gosh, me too because you want to be on their side. But then you go to your dad and then he starts talking shit about your mom or like, oh, did your mom do this again? Or, you know, whatever. And you're like, yeah, she's, she's so annoying. You know, like you try to hype up the parent that you're with to remind them that like you love them the same. And so you're in this constant battle. And I think divorce has only been harder for me as I've gotten older, because now when I come visit, I consciously have to make a decision of who I'm going to see for longer. Where am I going to stay? And how am I going to balance that time? When, when I was younger, it was very much, I was on like a custody switch, right? Like my mom would have me every other weekend. Um, My dad would see me on the weeknights. My dad would take me to practices. My mom would pick me up. Like you're a kid, you're taken through this time in your life and whoever you're with, you don't really have a choice because you're not driving, you know, they're driving you and everything just works out. Once you're older and you're making these decisions for yourself, that's where you start to almost hurt feelings. So I think this is something a lot of people kind of look at and they think, oh, like it's just divorce can't be that bad. It's like, well, if you haven't gone through it, you really don't know how you're going to handle it. And I've noticed as, like I said, I got older, it's all affecting me very different. So when I was young, it was, I was always embarrassed um, you know, oh, like, well, I have to ask my dad because I'm with him this weekend. My friends are like, why can't you just ask your mom? And I'm like, I'm not with her this weekend. Like, you don't understand. I can't ask her. She doesn't own me this weekend. It's it's just this weird concept, right? And once I got a stepdad, it was even more weird because then when I would hang out with my stepdad and my mom, my dad would sometimes feel like my stepdad was trying to take his place And it's just natural. That's human. I feel like that's very common. And so it was just this, you know, tug of war game of not taking too many pictures with my stepdad and my mom and making sure that I like still took pictures with my dad and didn't post as much with my mom or more than with, it was just, you guys get it. If you've been a child of divorce, you get it. So as I grow up, this balancing act continues. There was a time and place where my mom and dad fucking hated each other. And when I mean hated each other, I was not allowed over at my dad's and he, this bitch moved in across the street. My mom and dad to this day, my mom and my dad live across the fucking street from each other. My mom's address is 114. My dad's address is 115. I shit you not. So from the time when I was in like fifth grade, they moved across the street from each other. Should I say my dad moved across the street? I want to say back then he kind of did it out of spite, but then it kind of bit him in his ass because my mom saw what he was doing to this day. Who the fuck knows? I don't care. Um, My dad was, you know, early thirties at this time. So do what you want. 
but my mom would not allow us over there. So when I would see my dad come home from work, I'd literally be like a five-year-old fucking girl. Not really. I was obviously like 10 to 12, but looking through the window, crying because I could see my dad physically, but not go over there and see him physically as well. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was a really emotional time. I didn't understand what my dad had done to piss my mom off. Um, and you know, I had a really sour relationship with my mom because I resented her for keeping us from my dad. So my dad would sometimes take me to like my travel basketball practices or travel volleyball, but by no means was I able to like spend the night over there or do anything like that or really go anywhere. And if I did, it was like a quick trip to trip to like Walmart, you know, it wasn't anywhere else. So as I got older, like to the point of making my own decisions, Again, I primarily and always lived at my mom's house. Yes, just across the street, but I was at my mom's all the time. So go into high school, go into college, you know, I peace out, go to Kalamazoo. um, And I kind of see them both the same because, you know, they live across the street. There's nothing else I really do when I get home except see my family. So it's kind of like a separate retreat. Now, when I go home, and I live here in Ohio, I now go home, I see my family, my extended family. I see my sister. My sister has a separate house, so I have to drive over there. Um, Then my grandpa, he lives this far away and here and there. So I have like a lot of shit to do when I go home nowadays versus when I used to be able to go home every weekend if I wanted to, to where it's like I didn't have to spread my time as much. So throughout that time, I kind of had a handle on it. Um, And again, it just didn't get crazy until I moved to Florida. And it was like, okay, I want to fly my mom out, but then I feel bad if I don't fly my dad out. But then my dad, you know, works till late and he can't get off work. And it is just a fucking mess. You guys get it. So what I'm trying to boil it down to is the situation I had just yesterday. And this is kind of what set me off and wanted me to talk a little bit about this topic of divorce, kind of talk about my worries about divorce. And maybe some of you guys can just relate to it. But this past weekend, I was home from a Wednesday to a Sunday. Not once did I see my dad at all. And I've not seen him for like over a month. And so that really sucked because that was like one of the first times I've really come home and I didn't see him. I did see him Wednesday night for about 10 minutes. He came to my ultrasound um, and that was really special to me. So I am glad I saw him then. But as for us, like sitting down and hanging out like we usually do, I didn't get to see him at all. So I'm on my way home and I text him and see if he wants to come up up to see me this coming weekend. Because to be honest, I need help hanging my fans. And he said that he wasn't going to be around because he has plans to go visit with some friends. So then I get kind of butthurt because I'm like, I'm your fucking daughter. Why are you not coming to see me? Then I realize, you know, okay, well, I didn't necessarily go see him this week, but still. So then he texts me back and I could tell he was mad. And he just said something on the lines of like, well, you or Kayla never texted me. And at that point I just said, okay. But my anger came from as a child of divorce, why the fuck Is it my responsibility, or should I say for all of us, our responsibility to almost schedule appointments with our fucking parents? Why why the fuck does that lie on us kids, right? So here I am, 25 years old, constantly having anxiety of switching certain days with my family, balancing time, energy, 
and all of that to make everyone happy, right? The anxiety, the guilt is so fucking real. And it's also so annoying. So now (laughs) I have this kid on the way and I'm like, cool. So I even have to go further to now figure out how the fuck my kid is going to see my mom and dad, his grandma and his grandpa on also separate times. Sick. Fucking sick. That's that's sick. So what's even worse, and I'll throw this in for you guys, is that Wyatt's parents just got divorced last year. Awesome. Fucking great. Um, they were one of the parents that I looked up to because I've never had Christmas at the same house, um, you know, like from being young. I just remember, yeah, maybe a few Christmases, but then it was like all of a sudden I have to have two Christmases. So I always looked up to Wyatt since I started dating him when I was 19 and was like, wow, I love that when I come home for Christmas with Wyatt, we just are in one house. That's so cool. And if you guys are children of divorce, you can kind of feel that, that how like, wow, can you imagine just doing all your holidays under one damn roof and not having to run around all day? I mean, honestly. So it was something I really looked up to. Um, And then boom, you know, they dropped the ball on us that after however many 20 some years of marriage, they're getting a divorce. Um, Nonetheless, just nine days after our wedding, did they share this with us? I shouldn't say us, only with Wyatt. Wyatt had to tell me. So that was very hard. Um, And now it's very hard because it's like I'm reliving divorce a second time. So again, I don't know if anyone out here listening has gone through that same thing where you marry into a family and then you see them split. So it's like I kind of have two divorce sets of parents. And now we have to figure out four motherfucking Christmases, four Thanksgivings, four whatever. Um, And granted, you know, we live in Ohio and Michigan. So like, it's not like we really have to do four. But you understand the, the thought process of like, now we have literally four sets of parents to visit individually. Um, and I'm sure that most of our parents could be in the same room, but like, they're not going to squat up and we're not going to have a huge ass slumber party at someone's house. Like, you know what I mean? To where that doesn't really make sense. So it's been even harder for me now to picture having to balance out all these separate fucking birthdays, holidays, events, um, just get togethers, all this stuff with these now four separate places that we have to go. Um, so now how has that affected me in marriage? And, um, you know, it really has affected me. I wasn't really in an anxiety stage about divorce, splitting up until I was about a few months out from getting married. And I really sat down and realized like, holy shit, this is marriage. If we want to split, this is legal. This, this isn't a, a bullshit. No, oh, fuck you. I'm leaving. Wah. This is 
oh, fuck, we got to go to the court and I have to file for divorce. You know what I mean? This isn't a just like one off thing. So I started to get a lot of anxiety thinking like, oh my gosh, like, will it work out? What will happen if it doesn't work out? What, what about this? What about that? As you guys could only imagine, you know, when you go to make that next step and the only thing you've really known is divorce, seen it yourself from multiple sets of families, including your own, it's like, could that happen to me? Obviously, yes, it can happen to all of us. It's up to all of us, though, to combat it and to communicate and to figure out what you need to do to eliminate that from happening. So once I got married, White and I, you know, we're in that honeymoon phase, like literally we're on our honeymoon. And then, like I said, we get back and find out that his parents are separating. So it's kind of like out of the gate. Hey, oh my God, so happy for you guys. Congrats. Um, Really hope it fucking works because it didn't for us. <laughs> That's literally what it felt like. Felt like a, a, a post-wedding gift of fear, (laughs) straight fucking fear. So after that, Wyatt really struggled. Um, and as did I, you know, they're, they're just as much were my, like my parents as his, you know, obviously hits different for him no matter what, but we're both really just struck and hurt by this decision. Um, now I do think that divorce is essential for some people, you know, I, I really do. And I think that if you try and you try and you do counseling and you do this and it's really just not hitting for you anymore and you're not happy, personal happiness always comes first hundred percent. However, I do believe in putting forth effort before you just dip the fuck out. Um, so obviously then when Wyatt and I have gone through this struggle, we were both very much struggling mentally but not necessarily communicating about it, worrying that that was like going to be us next. And like, we're just a few months into marriage as this is all happening where we find ourselves maybe bickering a little bit. I can tell Wyatt is just really hurting and we just didn't talk about it. You know, it was just kind of like this weird elephant in the room where it was like, well, if you're not going to bring it up, I'm not going to bring it up. And again, that's, that's marriage. It's fucking hard. That's a hard shit. You got to talk about in marriage. Um, but we didn't. So come, you know, a few, probably a few weeks ago, we had a very intimate talk about divorce, about where we've been at, about how we've been treating each other, about how we need to be treating each other. And it wasn't bad. It doesn't mean, oh my God, you had those conversations. You guys don't love each other. No, if you can't have those conversations, you don't love each other. You have to have the hard conversations to make it better. And during that conversation, Wyatt and I, um, you know, he kind of just opened up to me about, um, you know, his mentality. I opened up to him about my mentality, um, And we both just kind of, you know, put our shit out there. And you know what? It was the hardest conversation him and I have ever fucking had in our lives. And, you know, being vulnerable with you guys, as always, you know, we're both crying. We're both, we're both hurt in this conversation, realizing how we might've hurt each other, realizing how uh, we were hurting one another and maybe how we were speaking with each other, how we were treating each other unintentionally. You know, but what's going on subconsciously is, you know, the effect of, of this current divorce and then obviously triggering old emotions from previous divorce of my parents. So 
in marriage in general, you know, is it hard to talk about things like that? Yes. Cause you don't want to bring them to the surface. It's kind of like, you don't want to give, give them the idea, you know? So it's like, let's just not talk about it. And then out of sight, out of mind, but it doesn't always work like that. Um, so I, you know, I encourage you guys and, you know, I'm not planning on this episode being super long this Sunday because to be honest, I just think that this is a pure to the point podcast. And I just want you guys to know you're not alone. And I want to share these things a little bit with you guys, but you have to realize that divorce can happen to anyone anywhere. And it doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Divorce can come from just being treated wrong throughout the marriage, throughout a few years, throughout a span of time where, you know, your literally your dopamine levels that you used to have with this person are not being met anymore. And I think a really good book for you guys to to read if you haven't already with a partner um, or even just by yourself is the five love languages. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now because I have it like on my bookshelf. Um, and it's a really great book. It There is one for kind of like women and then also one directly for men. It's by Gary Chapman. And um, it's just kind of a book sharing different stages and stories about love and how they were struggling and how he fixed them by kind of targeting what their love language is. So like, how do you give and how do you receive love? For me, I receive love by acts of service, words of affirmation, and quality time. So if I come home and the dishwasher is empty, that makes me feel loved. (laughs) Like acts of service, Um, words of affirmation. If Wyatt tells me, hey, I'm... I'm really proud of you. Like you're crushing it in your business. That makes me feel loved. Um, Quality time. If Wyatt ditches his Xbox, (laughs) he's not on it that much. So don't hate him. But if he comes up and just sits with me in bed, I don't even need to fucking touch you or hold your hand, but it makes me feel loved. I love quality time. I love just hanging out, doing fun things one-on-one. Now, Wyatt receives his love um, by definitely words of affirmation, physical touch, and then probably quality time. Um, I'm not sure of his third, but I do know physical touch and words of affirmation are very up there. So for him, like I know that I need to be better at going out of my way to smack his ass when he's cooking, you know? (laughs) Um, but honestly, like he, he likes to be touched. He likes to be hugged. He likes to be kissed and that makes him feel loved for me again. Like you could not kiss me all day, but if you are just hanging out with me, if you're just helping me do stuff around the house, I feel loved. My love tank is full. So if there's a time where like I don't give Wyatt physical touch for a while, or I don't give him words of affirmation telling him, hey, like you're doing great in your job. I'm proud of you. He could maybe feel unloved by me. And if Wyatt doesn't, you know, help me around the house sometimes, I can feel unloved or like not respected by him. So knowing your love language is a great way to make sure that your personal love tank is full and that you're filling up your partners the right way too. Now, sometimes physical touch for me as much as it's, it's great. I love, you know, kissing and hugging and having sex and stuff. 
it's since it's not one of my love languages, I sometimes forget to give it. You know what I mean? It's not my initial want. So you have to be aware of what your partner's love language is so that you can kind of like reciprocate that. Even if it's unnatural for you, find a way to make it natural. It could be as much as just brushing his shoulder one day or going over and just kind of rubbing out his neck for a second. And that would make him feel full, right? So now you have to then break down, how do you give love? So again, if you're, if you're just naturally trying to show someone that you appreciate them, what are you doing for them? Um, also important to know. So like for me, I love giving gifts. I love fucking giving gifts. It just makes me think, oh my gosh, they're going to know. I was just kind of thinking of them. I just, I love them so much. I just, I love showering my family with gifts, especially people that have given so much to me growing up, right? Another thing I do is like, I love to gas people up. I love to be like, girl, you're fucking slaying. You look good today, girl. Um, whatever. <laughs> I love to give words of affirmation. I also, I do love to do things for people as well. So like if there's, you know, why it has dirty clothes in the, or well, clean clothes in the dryer. I like to fold them for him sometimes, right? Because like I would like that done to me. So it's important to realize how you give and receive love and also how your partner or even those around you, it doesn't even have to be your husband or your wife or whatever, but at this point, like we're talking about marriage. So I would highly encourage you guys to listen to the five love languages because again, it can really help you break down some barriers you might not have even known you had in your relationship and just make it so much better. Um, and it's, it, it's something to like, read it together, be open with your partner, let them know, Hey motherfucker, I'm reading this book. I want you to read it with me. Very, very powerful. Um, Wyatt and I should honestly probably reread it. I have not read it in about probably a year now since right before we got married. And I think it'd just be powerful for us to just go back and reconfirm, you know, what are our love languages, love languages together. Um, that could be really powerful. So with that being said, kind of like coming full circle here, my point is that, you know, marriage is hard. Marriage, any marriage can lead into divorce. I don't give a fuck if it's an arranged marriage or not. You can get legally divorced and it's it's as much as having a few hard fucking months that you just feel like shit or you make your partner feel like shit and they're like, dude, I can't do this for the rest of my life. That's how fast it can change. I mean, think of being in college. Think of being in high school. Those relationships where like you just got bored one day and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and fucking leave. You know what I mean? So imagine that just being like, yeah, I'm just going to leave our marriage. We don't want, we don't want to do that. We don't want to feel that way. Um, we don't want to make other people feel that way. So it's important from the get-go to make sure you're addressing these divorce worries. You're addressing your, your feelings. You're addressing everything, especially if you are a child of divorce. It's, it's so important to bring that to light and let, let your partner know why you're feeling these ways, um, or just let them know what you're feeling. Cause again, they can't read your mind. I know sometimes we're like, why the fuck didn't you know that? Why didn't you think about that? Girls, guys are fucking stupid. They're so dumb. 
we are the intellects, okay? We are the superiors. We are strong women. We are emotional. We understand the mind. Sometimes guys just simply don't. So it's not that they're always just out to spite us and being rude. Sometimes they like literally don't fucking get it. And I know you think you're like, how do they not? Girl, trust me. I think the same thing. How do you not just do that? Or how do you not just think that? But guys, it's just not as easy as you think. It's not as easy as you think. So with that being said, um, you know, make sure that you know what triggers you. Make sure that you know what triggers your partner. And if you both come from a divorced family, figure out how you're going to combat it. You know, how, how are you guys going to move forward? How are you going to feel good um, about all of these things? How are, how are you guys going to make your marriage work and strive for that every day? Don't think so much about what's going to happen in, um, what's going to happen in 30 years. Oh my God, we're, what's going to happen at our 50th anniversary. Don't think so far in the future. Embrace the time you have now or else you will drive yourself bonkers. Um, so for all my child's child's fuck (laughs) for all my children of divorce out there, I just want to let you guys know that you are still capable of not going down the same uh, path. You are capable of having a healthy marriage. You're capable of finding that balance. And you know what? If your parents have a problem with that, you can't really tell them to F off, to be honest. They're always going to be your parents. But figure out how to please them. You know, and if that has to be a come to Jesus chat, with, all, with both of them in the same room and you say, hey, you sit your ass down and you listen to me. Here's why I'm struggling now. Here's what I need from you. Here's how to how we can work together. Here's what I want to do. Maybe that's what you need to do. Don't be scared to do that either. Um, and you know, I need to maybe take my own word of advice because maybe that's what I need to do <laughs> with my family is just set some boundaries going forward. You know, hey guys, we're about to have a fucking kid in this family. What are you all expecting? Because I can't be four places at once. So I encourage you guys to do the same thing. If that's something that's been bothering you guys, or if you're worried about it going forward, you know, chat about that, chat about that with your partner, chat about that with your guys' families, you know, and see kind of how, how you guys can work that into some natural tendencies going forward. And again, it's, it's always the awkward conversations, right? I mean, I'm not saying that these are easy convos, but it always works out best. You know, you'd rather walk away knowing everything's on the table, um, and not go, man, I should have said that. Don't, don't do that. So I hope that you guys like this podcast again, you know, a little bit of change in directory, but again, I just felt really called to share because after posting my Instagram story yesterday, just sharing the anxiety I have and how it's like, I'm 25, I'm a grown ass woman and I still worry about balancing time between my mom and dad and pleasing them both. It's just fucking exhausting, dude. It's exhausting. And it's one of those things where like, I love coming on here and being vulnerable. And you know what? When I have a shitty day, you guys are going to know it. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I do not... I do not hide anything. If I'm not feeling myself, you guys will probably know and you'll be able to tell. Um, I just can't do that shit. Sometimes, sure, like I'll suck it up. But for the most part, I feel what I feel. And I think everyone is entitled to that. So again, if you guys haven't already, make sure you review this podcast. Check out the show notes. Check out check out what's new. You know, I promise you I got some 
brighter episodes on the horizon. I actually have some really cool episodes coming. You know, I'm going to be talking a little bit about friends, finding supportive friends, especially in your fitness journey specifically. Um, and you know, finding new friends, finding mom friends, all this shit for me. I'm also going to do a full podcast on competing, you know, the ins and outs, uh, my experience, how much I've spent, how much you spend in general when you compete, what it looks like post-show. And also I do want to break down a little podcast about finances, you know, how I've personally invested, how I want to invest, you know, my future plans financially, um, how to make money online, you know, just sharing with you guys some things and breaking down a little little more business-minded business structure, but I want you guys to have that knowledge because, again, this podcast encompasses everything. I, I don't want this to be just a sex podcast. I don't want this just to be a fitness podcast. I don't want this just to be a mommy podcast. I don't want this just to be a fitspo tip podcast. I want to have some well-rounded episodes so all of you guys can hear them at different points and fucking ride with it and take something out of it. So even if you're not a child of divorce and you listened to this episode, thank you so much. Um, and maybe you're just looking for how to support your spouse or how to support your significant other who battles, um, the divorce family dynamic. Um, and, and if you did listen to, for that reason, I, I applaud you because it's so important that we can all understand each other the best way possible too. It makes us all feel special. It makes us feel necessary and needed and very loved. So again, make sure you guys check out that five love languages. Make sure that you guys share the um, podcast. Make sure that you guys share the podcast in general. You know, I have some really great episodes um, that have already been pushed. And honestly, I re-listen to my shit all the time. Is that cocky? I don't know. I just think that it's so, I think my podcasts are bomb and I love to even listen to my own advice because sometimes we need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. So I hope you guys have a great day. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy freaking Sunday. I'm going to go grab some more water with my nice fridge. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Make sure that you share it, review it, subscribe it, bop it. I love you guys. (laughs) 